Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The political agenda and uh, the letter to the Prime Minister from the Premiers, the response from Mr. Trudeau, and so many other things that are going on in this country with the 127 days between today and the federal election. Professor Dwayne Brad joins us, political science professor, chair in the Department of Economics, Justice, and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University in Calgary. He's also the editor of Orange Chinook, a book that dealt with, uh, or still deals with, how the NDP came to power in uh, 2015 in the province of Alberta. The NDP federally uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, releasing its platform for 2019, earlier today. Professor Brett, good to talk to you again. Thank you for coming on. Uh, good afternoon, Roy. So I have this question that's been building, and I've been kind of modifying it and refining it over the last couple of weeks since the Alberta election, and I've been intending to ask it on the air, and I will probably not today, but I will take some calls on it going forward. But let me ask you the question. Did Albertans vote to make Canada better and stronger, or did Albertans just vote a few weeks ago to kick the rest of Canada out of Alberta's business? <laughs> I, you know, that, that that doesn't lead to an easy answer. I, I think there was. That's why it took of, so long. That's why it took so long to design the question. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of national politics at play in the uh, in the provincial election. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the fact that um, the, the the centerpiece uh, of the campaign was was Jason Kenney's fight back strategy, some of which involved provincial legislation like getting rid of the Alberta carbon tax, but the rest of it was fighting BC or fighting Quebec or especially fighting the federal government. In particular, his often referenced to the Trudeau-Notley alliance. So there were a lot of national issues uh, at play in the in the campaign. And I do wonder if that is because of national politics or just the background of, of Jason Kenney as a former federal politician being more comfortable in, in those areas. Um, so it really was a mix of provincial factors and and national factors. So we have the election of the uh, conservative premier in Alberta. And then we go back and we look at uh, everywhere from New Brunswick right through, arguably including Quebec, because Monsieur Legault is small C conservative. Um, if you go from New Brunswick to Alberta, you have this firewall of conservative governments and conservative premiers. So you have six of them, including uh, um, Northwest Territories sending a letter to the Prime Minister and informing the Prime Minister that Bill C-69 and C-48 are threats to national unity. What's the significance? What significance do you give that well, particular letter? I, I think there is some truth to that. We have seen a definite uptick, particularly in Alberta and Saskatchewan, of Western alienation and, and dare I say, even, even separatism. Um, and it wasn't triggered especially because of C-69 and C-48. You had the Trans Mountain decision as, as well. Uh, but they 
added fuel to the to the fire um, without a doubt particularly I would place more emphasis on c48 than I would c69 because c69 deals with all sorts of energy infrastructure from hydroelectric plants to nuclear power plants to mining but c48 was seen specifically as discriminatory against Alberta because it targeted one part of the coastline, uh, the, the northern coastline of B.C., and targeted one product, bitumen oil. Not LNG, not oil for other parts of the country and in, in other coastlines. And so I, I would put that C-48 was, was more detrimental uh, than, than C-69. So there has been that uptick. I think the letter is a recognition of the impact that it's had in Alberta and Saskatchewan, but you have to acknowledge some of the partisanship here as well. The fact that they're all conservative premiers against a liberal prime minister is is not just a, a little trivia question. I, I think we are seeing some real partisan divides as well as federal divides. and. There has been a transformation of provincial politics since Justin Trudeau came to power, that what was seen as largely as liberal and NDP has moved uh, conservative. What is ironic about that is when Trudeau campaigned in 2015, he was very critical of Stephen Harper's approach to federalism. You look back at that time period of 2006 to 2015, it seems pretty quiet on federal-provincial relations compared to what we're seeing right now. Right. And uh, so whether those cycles were all due to national politics, and, and I think they played a role in, in Alberta, I'm not sure they played a particularly role in, in Ontario. I think it was more about dissatisfaction with the Ontario Liberals uh, than it was with, uh, with Trudeau. But you're seeing a switch from Trudeau's allies that he saw in 2015 to opponents uh, by 2019. You are seeing in Ontario a growing shift away from Trudeau and from the Liberals. We see it in the Ipsos polling. I certainly hear it on on the air, and I see it in in, in emails and in, in Twitter. Uh, it's, it's surveillance. It's not scientific. It's surveillance information, but it is significant. Now, when you look at the elections that have taken place provincially over the last year and a half, uh, it's been uh, a no hope, no show for the Liberals. And and you've had incumbent Liberals premiers saying to the Prime Minister, "Please don't come and help us." Yeah. No, no. I, I would say that is that is fair, but I would argue that the dropping of the polls has more to do with some of the domestic issues. Uh, the SNC-Lavalin, the, right. the battle with China, um, and we'll see if, if Trudeau can recoup this um, by, the, uh, by the fall. The key battleground, uh, I think, is going to be you know, B.C., Ontario, and, and Quebec. Um, you know, the, Twas the ever thus, right? Yeah, as ever. I mean, the Liberals have seats uh, in, in Alberta. Those are, those are going to be gone. And so the question, uh, and I'm, you know, in, in Quebec, the Liberals continue to lead in Quebec, and, and I think that will remain. I'm very interested in the polls in Ontario, and, and what is going to uh, be the, the reaction to, 
you know, the, the Ford government as well as the Trudeau government. I think just as Jason Kenney ran against Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau is going to run against Doug Ford and Jason Kenney as much as he is against Andrew Scheer. We're really seeing the um, overlap of provincial and, and federal politics, as we saw in the Alberta election and as we're going to see in the federal election. Right. So, uh, Professor Bratt, is this, when we look at what's going to happen over the next 127 days, forget about the writ being dropped, it's underway now. Um, how much is the issue of national unity going to factor into this election that's coming up? How, how, how big a role do you expect it's going to play? You know, I don't think it's actually going to play a role nationally. Um, and, and the reason I say that is I'm not sure that people outside of the prairies really appreciate some of the anger that's being reflected. Um, there was this discussion about the big oil and gas convoy that went to Ottawa and why they needed to do that. And I think it was to raise awareness. They had run similar rallies throughout the, the province of Alberta and into Saskatchewan, but it really wasn't resonating nationally uh, until they showed up uh, to Ottawa. I think the value of the letter uh, from the premiers is that it wasn't just from Scott Moe and Jason Kenney. The fact that other premiers signed on to this to, to recognize uh, the, this fact and contributing to some of that anger out here is a feeling that, well, if, if national unity involves Quebec, then it is a national story. But if national unity only involves Alberta and B.C., um, then it's a regional story. It's, it's not a national story. And I think that contributes to some of the national problems that, that, that we're facing here. What is your experience, uh, your analysis, your gut tell you, is more than likely to happen on October the 21st? If we could just look at what's happened today, I know we can't possibly know what's going to happen in the next 126 days, but based on what we know now, what is your what what is your what is your gut tell you is going to happen? I mean, there is clearly uh, people upset across the country uh, to the Trudeau government, um, and it's coming from all sides. So his great domestic bargain was a federal carbon tax in exchange for pipelines. And while we're going to get a decision on Trans Mountain on on Tuesday. By going down the C-69, C-48 route, it's almost like, all right, we'll give you a pipeline, but nothing future into that. So there's criticism on the, on the energy side, but there's also been criticism by environmental groups, primarily in B.C., but not exclusively, that he's gone too far to appease the energy sector. So trying to come up with this centrist compromise policy really hasn't worked for him and this has benefited Sheer and the conservatives but as you start to get lo closer to an election then there's going to be more scrutiny of Andrew Sheer and and what exactly would a Sheer government look like uh, I think for many Andrew Sheer remains a blank page he has been given these policy uh, speeches and I think that was designed because people didn't really understand who who Sheer is. I expect 
um, though, as I mentioned earlier, that Trudeau's focus is actually going to be on Jason Kenney and on Doug Ford. Kenney remains popular in Alberta. He's still having a honeymoon. In fact, his approval ratings are higher now than when he was first elected. But outside of the province of Alberta, I think is where Trudeau is going to focus. That you know, an election for Andrew Scheer is an election of Jason Kenney. You know, I'm just um, I'm, I'm just about out of time here. There's, I just want to say this to you in the few seconds we have left. Uh, Jody Wilson Raybould's going to run as an independent. Jane Philpot yeah. running as an independent. They are going to be part of the national picture because that question is going to be continue to be raised. The statement will be made: "Let Jody speak." And that yep. I think that that I think is a hurdle that Justin Trudeau is just not going to be able to climb over. No, and that's that's the issue that I mentioned. So while he is going to be attacked from the right, right, but uh, but he's also going to be attacked from the left. Okay, I have uh, to... including people that were part of his own cabinet, and they're going to bring back the SNC Lavalin story, right. which. Is still remains important, even though it's it's gone off the front pages. Professor Brad, thank you for the time. I hope you'll come back before the election. Okay, we'll do, Roy. All the best, Professor Dwayne Brad from Mount Royal University. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 